Latina women on a mission to be your voice and make your voices be heard. I'm Melanie. I'm a single 30-something woman born and raised in Texas that is navigating life as a single gal and hopes to inspire and encourage women. I'm Liz, a mom and a wife with a lot of spunk. I speak the blunt, honest truth. Our lifestyle podcast touches on topics of love, friendship, marriage, motherhood, and so much more. And, and we, we are Modern, Modern Day Mujeres. Hey guys, welcome back. This is Liz. And this is Mel. We're here with part three of our motherhood series, and we have a special guest, you guys. She is a first-time mom to a sweet little boy, and she's going to talk to us about her experience as a first-time mom and what she went through during the time of having her son in NICU, and then also go into a little bit about how it had affected her mental health. So say hi. Hi, I'm Joanna. Hey, girl. Hi. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank, you. Thank, you. thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we just saw pictures of her baby. He's so cute. He's so cute. <laughs> What's his Chester, name? Gabriel. Gabriel. Aww. He's so cute. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so we were talking, you know, when she got here, just kind of getting to know her. And her story touches home, like, as a first-time mom. And also for me as a mom who went through postpartum depression, and I know that's really hard to open up about it. So thank you so much for wanting to share your story with us. I know it's not the easiest, especially mm -hmm. with like strangers. I know, people <laughs> you don't know. And then, you, yeah. and then you're recording a podcast, then more strangers are listening yeah. to it. So thank you so much for wanting to share your story with us and with so many other women that I'm sure like will resonate with one one story or another so that's why we definitely really appreciate you coming out no problem i think that's why i wanted to do it also because a lot of people don't really talk about it mm -hmm. um and i'm like obsessed with podcasts at the moment so <laughs> i hadn't heard anybody talk about like how they had their time in the nikki so i was like let me talk to you about my experience mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. so yeah i could share that with and let people know that they're not the only ones who have felt that way yeah yeah and okay. so um let's Talk a little bit about your pregnancy. How was that? Everything was going great. I didn't uh, had just done my glucose test like the week before, and that passed. And I think we were getting ready to do the thirty-two week blood work, which is like your HIV, your mm -hmm. uh, iron count, um, and that was like the week after. And I never made it um, because my water broke at thirty-one weeks. Wow. Um, yeah. No, actually, thirty weeks. 30 weeks because I had just had my baby shower on Saturday. My water broke on Thursday and my 30 week mark was on Sunday. So wow. I had just entered 30 weeks. Yeah. yeah. And it was crazy. <laughs> How was your, how was like your labor? How was that like being, like finding out your water broke and they're like, okay, you're definitely having a baby. But all in all, I know once your water breaks, like your contractions are heavy. Like how was that period of like... Actually, I never had contractions. Oh, wow. So the whole time that I was there, so the only thing that woke me up was because I felt really wet. Mm. And I thought I, I had urinated myself. So mm -hmm. I go to the restroom, empty my bladder, and I still feel it trickling down my leg. And so I wake up my boyfriend. We call the uh, on-call doctor, and he's like, go to the hospital. They check just to make sure that it wasn't urine coming out. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, this is your amniotic fluid. We're going to admit you. And the nurse that was there, she was like, well, I'm going to get you ready for your epidural. And I was like, uh, wait, what? 
And so she's like, um, yeah, aren't you ready to deliver? And I was like, no, girl, my, yeah. I'm here because oh my, my water just broke. <laughs> and so she goes and talks to the nurse, and she's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. We're not doing your epidural. Like, everything was, like, so, so fast. Quick. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, my God, am I really delivering my baby at, like, 30 weeks? But, no, they were getting ready to admit me um, because I could not go back home. Oh, okay. And so they put you in a room called antepartum, mm-hmm. which is just to keep you monitoring on the clock. Um, so they gave me some steroid shots when I was there. They gave me... That helps the baby's lungs to develop mm-hmm. faster. Because mm-hmm. that, my water had broke already, so they gave me those steroid shots to help with his lung development. Mm-hmm. They gave me magnesium, which is horrible. It definitely is. <laughs> It's, oh my God, it's horrible. And so they gave me that, and that's to help, I think, his, like... Brain. Yeah. Like, the spinal fluid mm-hmm. to his... Yeah. And That's so crazy. I feel like I'm, like, learning so much science <laughs> no, right now. The, the only reason I know that is because with Audrey, because she was preemie, they gave me a couple shots to kind of help her boost a little wow. bit to make sure she wasn't underweight or she wasn't... I think because the last thing to develop is your your lungs. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's like a major thing. But also like depending on their development, also like the fluid to their brain or like the spinal fluid that goes. Wow. It like needs to have a certain like development. And if not, it'll be like really hard for them to like breathe and like mm-hmm. develop as like once they're born. That's so crazy. That is horrible because it makes you feel like you have a fever. Right. So it goes through your IV. IV. And your arm is like on fire. You feel like you're flushed and... Like, you can control the temperature with your remote. Mm-hmm. I had that thing on, like, the lowest temperature possible. Mm-hmm. I'm hot. Everyone's, like, cold. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so hot. Um, but it was that magnesium. Yeah. And the nurse was like, you have to have it. Um, but so, yeah, so they did that. And then they just kept uh, checking me. They didn't check me because they didn't want to cause infection. Yeah, introduce any infection. Mm-hmm. But they did, like, ultrasounds. And he was already flipped. Um, oh, so his wow. head was down. But they were like, we are going to try to keep him the most four weeks inside as possible. Yeah. So they had also started me on fluids to kind of keep the um, amniotic fluid at a good level. Mm-hmm. So they did that. And then they were like, well, we're going to keep you um, in antepartum since you're not getting delivered. Like they had stabilized everything. Yeah. And so they're like, we're moving you to antepartum while you'll have round-the-clock uh, care. So we got there. Everything came out. The IVs came out. So they were just round-the-clock monitoring my temperature his heart rate, giving me oral antibiotics, and we did that for about a week. And, and he could no longer I wait. I lasted, I entered my 31 week. My sister brought me a cupcake to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> so we had entered the 31 week mark, and then on Tuesday, that's when I started contracting. They could I'm, no longer, like, stop. Mm-mm. Yeah. And so I'm, like, trying to sleep and, like, I felt like this, it felt like big cramps. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable. And so I thought maybe I was like laying wrong. And so I'm like trying to turn, trying to get comfortable. Nothing helped. And so I'm like, maybe I should call the nurse. And so <laughs> my boyfriend was already asleep. Yeah. And so I called the nurse and it was like two in the morning. And I'm like, uh, can I get like some Tylenol or Minol? Like I'm really cramping. And she's like, <laughs> okay, I'll be there. And so... I didn't really think, like, yeah. this is what contractions feel like. Mm-hmm. So she comes in. It's the first time mom, guys. First time mom. Yes. So, <laughs> so she puts me on the monitor, and she's like, sweetie, those are contractions. And I'm like, oh. Because she, they, mm-hmm. she, they were timed, I think, to, like, every five minutes. And so mm. I'm like, okay, it's starting. And so she would, like, time in. And she's like, they're every five minutes, and they're contractions. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, let me call the doctor on a call. And I'm like, oh, my God. 
like she leaves the room i tell my boyfriend I'm like oh my god i was contracting the whole time oh my god and <laughs> i'm over here thinking they're cramps and so she comes back and she's like we're gonna move you to labor and delivery um they don't want to stop the, the they're just gonna go yeah. ahead mm-hmm. so i'm like oh my god this is like when it really said in like I'm about to have, like, a baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they get everything <clears throat> set up, and I was like, are we going to come back to this room, or should we take all of our stuff? My mom had just bought a whole bunch of stuff, like fruit. The fridge was full mm-hmm. with food, Aww. drinks. She had bought, like, a diffuser to kind of help it smell better. Aww. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, should we pack everything up? She's like, no, no, you'll be here. You'll be back. And so I was like, okay. So we go to labor and delivery, um, and then they get me dress to get the IVs to get everything ready and these contractions were starting to get more and more uncomfortable yeah and more painful and so she's like well I'm gonna um set up do you want an epidural and I was like please yeah (laughs) I was like please (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so okay let me get the doctor so she they come and give me the epidural and um they give me a catheter yeah. Which, by the way, I work in the urologist's office, so I put catheters all day. Mm-hmm. I have never had one myself. Those things are so uncomfortable. They're really? terrible. They're oh my so gosh. uncomfortable. I feel like you have a UTI that you cannot get rid of. Like, yeah, you just feel that pain <laughs> no and you're way, like, really? oh, yeah. Like, it's there. Like, I know it's there. Like, there's not any way that they can put a catheter and you not feel it. Seriously. You can try to, like, move <laughs> around and you're just like, oh. And you're like, so I have to pee. And you're like, oh, wait. <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. feels like you need to go, but you can't really do anything because it's already, yeah. It's, it's the weirdest thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have patients blow me up. They're like, I have a catheter. You need to come in. And I'm like, I have no room. No, now I'm like going to work it <laughs> Yeah. I know how comfortable those are. <laughs> but um, so, yeah. So, like, Kane gave me the epidural. And they're, they're like, monitoring me. Um, and she's like, are you still feeling the contractions? And I'm like, no, not anymore. At this point, I'm like, I'm good. Like, if yeah, this is you're like, I'm going to take a nap. Yeah, I finally <laughs> was able to take a nap. And then, so they had checked me whenever we were downstairs uh, at the antepartum. I was at a nine. That's when they were like, no, we're not holding it. Mm-hmm. So when I got upstairs to the labor and delivery, I think it was at a, a six. And so that's when I was like, uh, you might want to call my mom and my sister. I told my boyfriend, I was like, in case they want to come. My sister had just left, and so she said she did a U-turn and was like, <laughs> I'm not going in today, and came back. Yeah. And my mom got a speeding ticket trying to rush. Oh, no. Grandmas delivery. are the best. Yeah. <laughs> They'll get speeding tickets I was like, did if you it means being there. Your, your daughter was in uh, own labor, and he's like, she's like, yeah, he didn't care. Because that was an emergency. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was like, it was an emergency. Rude. <laughs> um, but, yeah, whenever the epidural came in, she was like, checked me again she's like you're at a four so everything was going really fast Mm -hmm. and so when I was at a four she's like okay I'm gonna call the um NICU nurses to come and get standby get on standby um so they set everything up everything was sterile um they had a warmer whenever he was gonna go in so everything was ready and then the doctor comes in she checks me she's like you're at a two so we're gonna get started Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, okay. And so she was like, at the next contraction, you're going to push. And I was like, I don't feel anything, so what? <laughs> Just tell me what. Yeah. <laughs> and then it really You really don't. You, you really do not feel anything. You feel pressure, like yeah. you got to poop. But with the epidural, you don't feel the actual contractions. I like, didn't even feel my legs. You feel the discomfort. And, again, it feels like you have to poop. But then you're like, wait, do I push? 
And does that mean I'm pushing the baby out or is it poop? I was so scared I was going to poop myself. Like, I'll admit that. I was like, I heard it's normal, though, that people do that, right? It it is, but I would be mortified. I know, I would be too, but... I didn't, thank God. I was like, I told my sister, I was like, don't look just in case I poop. But they didn't even, they didn't even let them buy me because oh, uh-huh. the, the nurse was like, there's going to be a whole bunch of people. So oh, she's like, yeah. you have one person that's going to be by your side. And I was like, well, obviously my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And my mom and my sister were on the side. And then I was like, don't look just in case I poop. And so, yeah, I couldn't even feel my legs. So they're like, okay, I'm going to hold this leg up and your boyfriend's going to hold this leg up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and the next one you're going to breathe and just hold it. And I could not hold it because I was, like, shaking. So I breathed, and she's like, no, you're supposed to hold it. And I was like, I can't hold it. What? Right? What? Stop yelling at me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so um, I did it, pushed, like, I think two times, and then the doctor was like, she needs to hold it. And so the nurse was like, you need to hold it. And I'm like, oh, my God, okay. And so. <laughs> so aggressive. Yeah, it's like, really, ugh. And so I tried to do it, and I'm like, okay. I'm holding it, and, like, you're kind of, like, a little small air comes out because mm-hmm. you're trying to hold it, but you're pushing at the same time, which is inc- incredible and crazy, and then all of a sudden, she's like, he's out, and I'm like, <sighs> yeah, and let out a deep breath, and as soon as she, like, shows him to me real quick, mm-hmm. I start bawling. Oh, Aww. of course. I was like, oh, my God, she's like, he's gorgeous. She, like, lets me see him real quick, then she hands him off to the NICU nurses, which they had one for respiratory had a, a PA, and there was someone else. I, I think she was, like, a nurse. So there were, like, three people from the NICU there. Mm-hmm. And so they dry him up. They get all the mucus out, and then you hear him cry. Aww. And so they're like, oh, my gosh, do you hear those lungs on him? Yeah. And they're like, well, we'll just keep monitoring him just in case he won't need help. No, my baby never needed help breathing at Aww. all. So I was so, so happy. And then they were like, yeah, those steroids did the trick. Like, mm-hmm. he's breathing on his own, and he's got lungs on him. So I was so happy. And labor and de- uh, delivery went great. Yeah. Yeah. It was easy. My mom was like, that doesn't count because he was only three pounds. <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, that did count. That's still <laughs> Yeah, you it's still did the labor. hurt. <laughs> yeah. That still hurts. Like, there's still the aftermath mm-hmm. of birth is, I think, by far the worst e- like between labor and the postpartum of the labor, I'll do labor 10 times over if it means I don't have to feel my body after giving birth. Like, yeah. oh my God, like how we talked about, like with Lana, we talked about how mm-hmm. just that pain, like you do not want to look down there, you don't want to feel down there, but then after like the epidural comes out, you feel it all, like, mm-hmm. man, mm-mm. Yeah. It's terrible. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I was starving when we were done. I was like, I want some Mexican food. Like, <laughs> and then my mom was like, calm down. You just delivered. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. then only you eat for it like a certain. energy. Yeah. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yes. And so once he was taking like to his NICU and everything, did they start telling you kind of like what was going to be the process of him staying and all so, that? Uh, before, whenever I was in the antepartum, when they were just monitoring me, the NICU nurse, uh, one of the doctors came in and talked to me. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, this is the process. Like, parents are uh, allowed to come in whenever. Like, we don't ever kick them out. You technically can't sleep there, but you can be there all day. And As long as you don't sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they tell you don't sleep there, but I'm like, if I'm going to be here all night, mm-hmm. then I'm going to crash out a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. But they closed the curtain so you could get a closed eye. They don't even know. 
Um, but so she had told me the process and everything. So I kind of knew what it was. What to expect. Yeah, what to expect. And when she came in, I remember that perfectly. When she came in, she's like, hi, I'm the NICU doctor, one of the NICU doctors here. I just wanted to come and introduce myself. At that point, I was still, like, nervous that I was going to be delivering a preterm baby, mm-hmm. uh, a preemie baby, I mean. Um, so I was like, what are the chances that he's going to be born alive? Oh. Because mm-hmm. my thought train of thought was like, what if my baby... The pass- worst yes. yeah. possible. Yes. My mind went to the yeah. worst thing possible. And so she's like, sweetie, we have babies that deliver here at, like, 20-something weeks. Wow. So she's wow. like, your baby has weeks ahead of them. She thinks mm-hmm. he's going to be fine. I'm like, I started bawling. I was like, that's just what I wanted to know yeah. is that he was going to be okay. Because being in the um, antepartum, I was blaming myself the whole time. Aww. So I think my emotional stress came there. Yeah. Um, because everyone was like, this isn't your fault. This wasn't your fault. But I'm like, I'm the one who couldn't carry this baby all the mm-hmm. way. Aww. Like, I was blaming myself. Yeah. Like, my body couldn't even carry my first baby till 40 weeks. Yeah. He was, like, my body decided to, you Just know, to live him early. Yeah. Like, this is my fault. And my mom, at first, was like, maybe it was because your baby shower was on Saturday. And maybe, beca- like, because my sister moved out on Sunday. And we helped her move out. I didn't carry anything heavy, but she's like, you were on your feet. And then you went to work on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. So Aww. she was like, you haven't had a chance to relax. So I started, you know, processing this. Like, maybe it was because I was on my feet and I didn't relax. Mm-hmm. And it just put too much stress on Stress him. on your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was just beating myself up. And then Aww. at night I was like, when everybody left, because I had, I had friends and my mom and my sister come over. And then it was just me and my boyfriend. And then I broke down. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry. And he's like, for what? And I'm like, they're not causing us to be here. And he's Aww. like, this is not your fault. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, it is because I'm the one carrying him. Yeah. And I'm the one who couldn't go all the way. And so he's like, it's not your fault. Like, don't yeah. stress. Like, don't cry. It's hard not to blame yourself. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I, everyone kept telling me, the doctor kept telling me, but I'm like, this is my body. Like, mm-hmm. it's me. So, yes, it is my fault that we're here. Aww. And I didn't care how many times people told me that it wasn't my fault. And I felt like it was. It's yeah. just a natural reaction, like a natural feeling to know, oh, like to yeah. think that that's like, your fault. Like, did I fail at the one yeah. thing, like, I, I thought it, you had yes. control yes. over? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I felt like a failure because I was like, what kind of mom, like, can't carry a baby, like, full term? That's my thought. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm failing at this already and he's not even boring yet. Yeah. And so whenever <clears throat> the NICU doctor came, I was like, oh, my God, like, this is this is true. Like, I'm going to be delivering a baby, not full mm-hmm. term. And I was like, what if he's born dead? Oh, yeah. I was like, I can't live with that. So yeah. I was like, what are the chances he's going to be born alive and, like, or, you know, still born? And so she's like, no, don't even think that because we have the best uh, NICU physicians here. We have the best NICU place in DFW. Mm-hmm. I delivered at Presby Plano. I've heard that's a really good hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And so they were like, we have the best here. So she's like, you're already in good hands. And he's already beating a lot of our other babies here. So that gave me a a lot of peace of mind. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, he's going to be okay because we're at the best place. Yeah. And the nurses will always come in. They're like, you're already at the best place possible. You're at the hospital. You have to have that reassurance, you know, because if you're not being like reassured at 
any point you're like oh man like you already go to the worst place possible yeah. just because it's almost like how i said like it's almost how we're programmed to think the worst just because like the one thing that i could have controlled or had some sort of control like i have none yeah and like you're completely like just rendered helpless and here i hope that the doctors know what they're doing which yeah. obviously yes they do but it's like oh our minds go there mm -hmm. that's my mm -hmm. thing too it's like i love to be in control i don't like surprises i don't like oh my depending God. on everyone <laughs> yeah. else yeah i love to know what's gonna happen mm -hmm. so with it being kind of like in limbo i can go at any time yeah it was like crazy to me because i was like i hate this feeling of not knowing what's gonna happen yeah mm -hmm. and so yes like that was definitely already stressful enough being mm -hmm. in the hospital and then when i delivered everything went fine and um, they only allow parents to see them within the first 24 hours so it was only my boyfriend and i that could go in and see him mm -hmm. and whenever i saw these tubes coming out of him like one from his nose they had an iv in his head and he looked so tiny i broke mm -hmm. down again and i'm like i'm sorry i did this to you yeah and then my boyfriend's like can you stop like it's not your fault I'm yeah like, it is my fault like i couldn't it's hard um, yeah. to get your mind out of that almost that mindset of like i did this to you when clearly you didn't yeah. like you know it, I think first time moms, we put ourselves in this pressure and how I talked about it, you don't want to fail at the one thing that, you know, as a woman, you should be able to yeah. do, you know what I mean? Like what our bodies are made for. Exactly. Like we couldn't yes. do it. Yeah. yeah. And so with you, you're already going through an, like a roller coaster of emotions. Mm -hmm. Like he's doing good, but then like I did this, yeah. but then nurses guarantee like he's doing so good, but then I feel this way. Yeah. How was your support system once like everything came to as far as like once you got home like how was that like you coping with the fact that you know you're going back and forth and you were still working right you like you still went back so to I think work i took like two weeks off to like to, uh recover because like you Girl, said that postpartum is two like weeks oh. yeah two weeks and, then and I you went like, back to i work. went back to work oh my god because i felt like when i was by myself my mind was just like playing tricks on me and i was like i can't be by myself oh, like okay. i just can't emotionally be by myself so I was like, i'd rather be at work busy and then go to the hospital when i'm done with work like mm -hmm. being by myself is not a good thing so i took two weeks off to just recover and then i went back to work but my boss was like are you sure you're gonna come back yeah and I was like, i'm gonna be wasting my time right now like mm -hmm. i want to be working busy. and then yeah whenever yeah. he's actually home then i'll take my time off so she's like well i mean take it slow like yeah. don't rush into <coughs> anything and so she's like if you feel like it's too overwhelming just tell me and we'll you know make it easy but i was like no i went back like nothing yeah until the day that i spilled the milk um because i was pumping because i couldn't breastfeed him yet so i was pumping so they can feed him through the feeding tube and then i spilled milk and if you have um if your baby's not breastfeeding yet and you're pumping and that what they call liquid gold mm -hmm. seriously mm -hmm. oh my god it's hard work <laughs> oh breastfeeding is hard work pumping is hard work so i spilled the milk and i feel like that did it i feel yeah. like that just let my emotions like whew. that almost gave you like a sense of like this is it and this is where I lose my shit yeah like, this, is the, this is the point where i'm finally like i had enough yeah you know and so you felt those emotions and at that point you were like you just broke down Mm-hmm. i broke down and i like um but that time i was already working 
And then I told, called my boss and I was like, because I had overslept. And so I was like, oh my God, I need a pump and I need to hurry up and get to work. So I had texted my coworkers and I was like, ladies, I'm going to be late. And when I spilt the milk, because I was putting it in these bottles that you have to label for the NICU, mm-hmm. I accidentally knocked it down and it went all over my floor. And I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. And so I called them. Uh, I called my boss first and I was like, hey. And she's like, hey, what's going on? And I was like, I can't go into work today. And she's like, no, 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 no. She's like, don't don't worry about it. Like, we got this. I told you, don't overdo it. Mm-hmm. Take your time. Like, don't stress <clears throat> about it. And so I was like, okay. She's like, I suggest you go to your doctor, though. She's like, you need to help. Like, even if yeah. it's pills or talk to someone, she's like, you need to go to your doctor. And so I was like, okay. Okay. It's so nice to have a boss like that. Right. That's yes. like so understanding yeah. and wants to see you be better. Mm-hmm. Be better, feel good. Yeah. You know, and, and doesn't like get after you for not coming in or yeah. anything like that. Oh, like, yeah. I always see That's these... the type of woman boss that we need. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? Oh, for sure. Because you always see like these stories of, you know, like feeling like as a woman, like you're, you're already you always start kind of late in any career or any job in comparison to like a man. So given that like once you become a mom, you have even more obstacles in your job. And so having someone that can support you in the Mm -hmm. way that your boss did, like I commend her for that because who else wants to, you know, put extra work on another co-worker or who wants to do that and not be understanding that already is stressful enough that Mm -hmm. you feel that mom guilt both set in on Mm -hmm. your work side and then on top of it what you're going through with having a preemie in the hospital like you had i mean you're going back and forth with work with your baby in a hospital you're driving here you're driving there like you're still going through everything Mm -hmm. as a regular mom but you have added stress Mm -hmm. yeah and it, like, if anybody sits back and, and even thinks for a second, like, if being just a mom in general is hard, like, coming home from the hospital with the baby, like, I can't even imagine you still going to work after two weeks. Like, you know, you're, like, you have your mandatory, like, quarantena, like, your six weeks, yeah. like, postpartum, like, you should take. Mm-hmm. Girl, you only took two. And you were, like, still trucking along, like, we're good. Like, mm-hmm. like you were bound to somehow like just let your emotions overflow and luckily like you had someone like your boss to be Mm -hmm. like hey girl like go get help like she was watching out for you yeah Yeah, she was the one that was like you need to go and so yes to this day like um technically i could be working from home um and i can but being with a baby i'm like i don't have enough time because Mm -hmm. like i feel like he naps down and i'm like okay maybe i can get started and then he starts crying so, but yeah, she's given me the opportunity to work from home. So mm-hmm. I'm technically still working, but I haven't had a chance to yet. Mm-hmm. But she's given me that chance to work from home, and she's like, That's "Take amazing. your time." Yeah, yeah. So That's to this awesome. day, she's she's pretty cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so from this point of her telling you, like, seek help. Um, did you yourself like okay, like I need to go? Like you automatically went, or was there like a time period that you're like? maybe I don't like maybe it was just maybe a it's just a bad day yeah. yeah but did you were were you already feeling it I was like already feeling it because at this point your son had been how long in the hospital uh, almost a month at the okay hospital. Wow. so going from work to the hospital and I was going two times a day so every day every day like routine I was working and then I would go to the NICU go home eat and then uh with my boyfriend and then sometimes he couldn't go 
And so either my mom or my sister would accompany me, and then we would go again at 8. It was mm-hmm. that time that we needed to go, mm-hmm. 2 and 8. And it was everyday thing. So I was working, and then 2 and 8 was our date to go to the hospital. To see him. So for a whole month, almost a whole month, that was the routine. And I kid you not, like, going into the hospital at 2 or an 8, I was, like, dreading it. Because I was like, I hate coming to the hospital. Yeah. And there was days where I'm like, maybe I'm not going to go today. But then I'm like, no. Because if I don't go, no one's going to touch him. No one's going to hold him. Aww. He's not going to have human interaction. Because technically the NICU nurses are not supposed to hand like touch them hand to hand or skin to skin. Mm-hmm. So they always wear gloves. And they can't hold them if the baby's crying. All they yeah. do is just, you know, give them the pacifier or briefly hold them but it's not like a motherly touch yeah so like that kept getting into my head it's like no he's not gonna have a motherly touch he's not gonna have anyone touch him the smell the everything i was Mm -hmm. like no i have to go so even if i was tired and sometimes i wouldn't even eat um, because i was working through lunch Mm -hmm. so i didn't have a chance to eat because i was like oh my god i finished this and i gotta go now so i was like eating almonds on my way to the hospital so sometimes i wouldn't even eat and so that took a toll on me really quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You were trying to be strong because that's what yeah. moms are supposed to do. We set ourselves at these standards of what we're supposed to do. And then when you have these uncontrollable moments of like, okay, well, my baby's in the hospital. I have to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're already mm-hmm. setting yourself at a standard of being there every day, yeah. showing up for him, being there for your baby. And he's still not home yet. And I'm sure like those feelings become too much already. Like, you have already been putting yourself in this mindset of, of I did this to my baby. Mm-hmm. Like, I put us in this situation. So that mom guilt, like, from point A has already been just in your yeah. mind. And yeah. no one can tell you otherwise mm-hmm. to not feel this. So you, you have to let that be. But then you're not wanting to, I guess, feed into that. So then you just, like, suppress. Yeah. You suppress the feelings. You, for, you try to forget about them. And you're just, like like a wind-up doll you know you wind it up and it's just go 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 Mm -hmm. go go like you don't have a moment to like stop and from this point did you just tell like your your boyfriend or like your mom like hey like i need help or i need to go look for help i told my boyfriend um i was like i'm not going into work today i was like i'm gonna go to the the doctor and then he was like are you okay and i was like no i'm just like i can't i'm feeling like i'm getting depressed Mm -hmm. and he was like, okay, well, let me know if you need anything. And I was, like, kind of a little mad at him because I'm like, how are you not feeling this? Yeah. Like, how are you not feeling, like, sad? Because sometimes um, he was, like, working late or um, he's like, I'm just too tired to go today. So he wouldn't go with me to the 8 o'clock. And I'm like, do you not care? Like, do you um, not feel like you need to go see him? And he's like, yeah. I'll go tomorrow. And I was like, tomorrow? I'm going today and I'm going to go tomorrow. What do yeah. you mean? And so I was kind of a little mad at him because I'm like, do you not feel what I'm feeling? Like, no. I feel like if we don't go, we're abandoning him. Mm -hmm. And so so I felt like a little mad. Sometimes I would get mad at him because I'm like, fine, do whatever you want. I'm going. And so I didn't really know how to express my feelings. And so my mom would like be, is he going today? And I'm like, no, he's not going. So she's like, I'll go with you. Because they never wanted me to go by myself. Yeah, yeah. And so... Um, when I finally did decide to go to the doctor, he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine, but I'm just getting a little depressed because of this, like, mentally... It's draining. Yes, yeah, mentally yeah. draining, going to the hospital two times a day for almost a whole month. Yeah. And I was like, I need help. 
And so I went, and whenever I met with the doctor, she's like, it took you long enough to get here. And as soon as she came in, she knew what I was there for, and I started yeah. bawling. <laughs> you can finally, like, let yes. those feelings out. She's like, and someone will understand. Yeah. 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 She's like, I expected you here within, like, about a week. And I was like, I was trying to just keep it, my routine going, and I was like, I was just trying to keep going, strong mm-hmm. and going. Because I so, think in your head, like, you feel like, oh, I can do this. Like, yes, it's fine. I'll yes. do I can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a big deal. I'll make the schedule. I'll follow the schedule. Mm-hmm. But you don't understand the magnitude of, like, how you feel internally after you've been through this situation of, like, mm-hmm. you, you're not home with yeah. this baby. And like, you're a first-time mom. Like, you really are going through postpartum, yeah. you know? And even though you don't you're not bringing a baby home like you're still having those feelings yeah you're still That's coming off of that beat me up because like i would go to the hospital empty-handed sometimes ride the elevator with like parents with their you know balloons and they're like baby yeah. and i'm like that's the ugly truth yeah. no one yes. talks about i was like hating myself every time that i would leave the hospital empty-handed and mm-hmm. i would ride with the newborn parents and i'm oh, like yeah really i had to ride with y'all like <laughs> It's the, other yeah, it's the yeah. ugly truth that no one wants to really realize when NICU moms go through that, like that support system is so important. Mm-hmm. And you did have it. You did have someone that was there for you and be like, if you need to feel these feelings, feel them. And I'm glad you're here. It takes such a strong person to accept that you're not going to always be a perfect mom. Yeah. And I think we talked about this where it's like you have so much love to realize that you're not perfect yeah like there's so much love into that child already that your love will be so much that you think you don't deserve that child but in reality that child was given to you for a reason Mm -hmm. and at that point once you saw your doctor how was that like for you like how was how was that feeling of like finally someone understands i left there feeling like i had a great ass therapy session <laughs> oh good <laughs> yeah so i was like finally able to talk to someone who wasn't just gonna be like oh he's gonna be fine so she i mean she understood she's like you need to seek like therapy from the groups you need to like mm-hmm. go to a therapist if you want um, she's like, but I'll give you start you on some medication in case for those days that you just feel like you cannot get out of bed. Yeah. And there were days that I'm like, why am I even getting out of bed? Like, I'm not, I don't have a baby right next to me. I can't bring him home. Yeah. Yeah. And so <clears throat> she gave me medication and then the hospital has these support groups online. Oh, um, okay. So you can talk to other moms. You can meet up with other moms. Um and just talk about your emotions yeah so definitely did that and then that helped because there's a big community i like i never knew that there was such a big community of moms in the NICU like Mm -hmm. these facebook groups there's like a huge facebook group moms Mm -hmm. uh, that talk about like oh you know my baby's doing this or look at this my baby was born at this amount of weight and look at him now and so yeah. that gives you like hope, hope like yes. yeah hope that like oh my god my baby was born at three pounds and maybe by the time he's like four he's gonna be weighing like 20 pounds and yeah because right now you see a baby who's still tiny and you're like are we ever gonna get out of here and that's what my that's the train of thought that i was having every day going into the hospital yeah like, when will this end yeah will we ever leave this place did they give you like a like a time span of like how soon he would go home or is just like oh we gotta wait oh we gotta wait or they'd be like we're estimated he'll go home at they just they just said um as soon as he starts 
you know, eating on his own and his heart rate starts being good the whole time, mm-hmm. um, they're like, then that's when we can start looking into him going home. They never really gave me a time. The doctor was like, just expect his normal delivery date. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's until December. And when was like, he born? October. October oh. the 22nd. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and this was like November something. And so I was like, I did I not wait till December? Like, this is crazy. It's crazy. You think about the about the time that he was born and you're like, he had like three whole ass months mm-hmm. to be born. Like, that's crazy. Like, you don't put that into time. So technically, if he was born at full term, he would be how old now? Uh, barely about to be two. And he's how old Almost now? Four months. Four months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's so crazy. And so <clears throat> when we started breastfeeding... They would always leave the feeding tube in just because he couldn't latch on correctly. Then there was a date that um, they always just check his residue just to make sure he's digesting all the milk. Mm-hmm. And so they found blood in his stomach. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're not going to feed him. And I was like, what do you mean you're not going to feed him? And they're like, he can't have any food because he mm. needs to digest what he has. And then we're going to just do x-rays and he needs to have an empty bladder or an empty stomach. Were these complications for him during this time period? Um, <laughs> He had a tendency of pulling out his feeding tube. Look at so, him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so at that time, I didn't know that that's what it was. Yeah. So whenever I was there and they checked his residue and they found blood, they were like, oh, no, we have to call the doctor. And mm-hmm. so they made it kind of really scary. Mm-hmm. They're like, we need to call the doctor and then we need to do x-rays. They're like, sorry, mom, but we're not feeding him today. Yeah. And my baby is crying. Like, he never cried and he was crying. And so I go over to him, and he's, like, looking, like, trying to suck my hand because he's starving. Oh, baby. Oh, my God. I started crying because I was, like, y'all can't give him, like, a little bit of milk. Yeah, right. And they're, like, no. Like, he, and then they put an IV in him. They're, like, the IV that we're having has lipids and uh, protein and, like, all kinds of stuff. So, Mm -hmm. like, he doesn't technically need to eat today because that's his nutrients today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, but he wants food. Yeah. (laughs) And so I was, like, I can't be here. Like, I cannot be here. Because, he kept crying and looking to eat. And I was, like, I can't do this. Like, I can't. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Like, the only one thing that you're able to do, you can't do. You can't do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the day that I'm, like, actually trying to get him to latch on my breast, he can't. That's not. I was, like, "Mm." And so... Yeah, the, come to find out, they did the x-rays, everything was negative, and they're like, um, so the nurse, the doctor called me, and he's like, the nurses tell me that he has a bad habit of pulling out his feeding tube, and I was like, yes, he does, and they're like, that's what caused irritation in his stomach, mm. causing the blood. Look at him. I was like, oh my god, kid, like, <laughs> what is going on? Look yeah. at him, already mm. causing causing a mess yeah. right here. I'm getting mad at the nurses. Right? <laughs> we're, like, we're about to fight. <laughs> yeah. Like, just let me feed him. And right. it's a kid's fault. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look, at, look had, at him. he had done it whenever yeah. I was there. Like, he, he just grabs his face and just, like, yanked it out. And I'm oh like, oh, like, he just put on his feeding tube. And they're like, okay. So they were just, like, stick it back in. Oh, my God. But all of that caused yeah, irritation. Yeah, caused irritation. Mm. Oh, my God. And when... Do you remember the date you were able to take him home? Yes. So the nurse, the doctor called me and they're like, do you have his, um, do you have his, what is it, car seat ready? And mm-hmm. I was like, no, y'all didn't tell me when to buy one. And they're like, you need to buy one today because his heart rate's been good. He's been eating, um, like at that time we had already started bottle feeding and latching on and Aww. he was drinking the bottle perfectly. Yeah. And so his heart rate had not dropped. He was gaining weight. He was able to control his own temperature. So they're like, he's hitting all the marks. Like, he can mm-hmm. go home soon. 
And I was like, oh, my. <laughs> so I, like, go by the chair, and then I call my boyfriend, and I'm like, he can come home. And then they're like, oh, when? And I'm like, today. And Aww. then he was like, what? Can we pick him up later? And I was like, uh, no, no, I already called him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to work. I'm going to go over there. And so he's like, well, I'm at work. And I was like, well, uh, I guess we'll see you at home. And he's like, let me finish up here. And I was like, all right, I'll see you at the hospital. <laughs> and so... They have to do something called a car seat test mm-hmm. to make sure that they're not stressed in that car seat. Mm-hmm. So they did that, and he passed. He loved his car seat. He fell asleep in it. And so they're like, well, he's able to go home. And I was like, oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> and then my mom had came Aww. by. She hadn't called me because you can't talk on your phone in the, in the room. And so she had stopped by just to check on him. Mm-hmm. And she saw us packing up all his stuff. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like he's coming home and she's like right now and i was like yeah she's like don't you feel like they're brushing it a little bit and i'm like i don't care I was like, uh, <laughs> no i was like this has been long overdue like he's ready to come home he's mm-hmm. ready to come home like mm-hmm. period i'm not gonna question it mm-hmm. and then she's like are you sure he's okay and i'm like mom he's fine they said he's fine the doctor called me this morning he's great and i'm like can you help me pack up <laughs> and then by that time my boyfriend came up and he works in mechanics, so he comes uh, in his boots and his clothes. And yeah. I'm like, he's coming home. Are you ready? Are you done? Are you ready? Like, let's go. <laughs> and he's like, we don't need anything. I'm like, no, we're done. We're ready. And so, yeah, he got out his stuff, packed up his stuff. And they had, like, these little footprints that they had done. Oh. And they're like, oh, don't forget this. And so I'm like, all right, we're ready to go. Yeah. It's, it's like he very, graduated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very exciting moment. I bet. A long overdue, yeah. a whole month yeah. without, like, going home with the baby. You know, you you go into the hospital, like, ready to give birth, and you know, like, oh, we'll, we'll be home in, like, two, three days. Mm-hmm. And when you don't, like, I can only imagine what your emotions were. Like, my daughter was born at... 34 almost 35 weeks and she was considered preemie but this girl was like six pounds seven ounces yeah like, she was <laughs> i can't even imagine how much she would have weighed if we went full term so Your body i probably was like no uh-huh. done. <laughs> yeah exactly being a, a, a teen mom and being like as small as i was mm-hmm. i can't imagine like going full term but then you have that fear that sets in like am i going to be able to take her home but this girl was like ready to go like Mm -hmm. we stayed like an extra day but it was just like all right like i can i can hold a day but i can't imagine like a whole month like there's not enough talks about like nikki moms and like what they go through enough to be able to understand like your emotions and your feelings and Mm -hmm. luckily you were able to get the help you needed and once he came home how was how was your postpartum how was that i feel like everything just like what postpartum depression like, yeah what depression who is like, she we don't know her that's nothing yeah like i put him in his bassinet and like i would just stare at him and i'm like oh my god you're finally home you felt complete yeah, yeah. yeah. finally because he was home and i was like i feel complete i don't have any emptiness i'm like mm-hmm. fulfilled i'm great mm-hmm. and i'm like telling my boyfriend i'm like oh my god we have a baby yeah and he's right here <laughs> and, like he looks adorable and he was still tiny but i'm like he's great and yeah. then he was always afraid to hold him like my boyfriend never held him at the hospital yeah because he's like he's it's too scary. tiny like yeah i've seen he's how too tiny small i feel like are. i'm gonna like hurt him like i'm not gonna be able to pick him up and i'm like because he's like my hands cover him and i'm like you're gonna be fine like just try and he's like no i'm not gonna hold him and so when we got oh. home i'm like you need to pick him up because he's home now. He needs to know his yes, dad. Yes, you need to, yeah. like, be able to... He needs to get your scent 
mm-hmm. like recognized. And so he had was deadly afraid of changing his diaper because he's Aww. like he's so tiny. Yeah. And I'm like you got this. And so yeah, he changed his diaper. He held him, and we were like complete now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. That's so cute. Your cute little family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How's he doing? He's doing great. Yeah. Yes, he's with dad now. I'm like, are you gonna be able to have him handle him by yourself? And he's like, I got this. Oh, <laughs> that's so that's cute. That's so good. And yeah. how has it been, like, seeing his milestones of like growing and stuff? It's incredible yeah. because at first, you know, they just sleep, poop, and eat. That's mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And now he's awake longer. Now he focuses on things. Like, he follows his toys mm-hmm. um, whenever I walk into the room in the morning if he's awake. And I'm like, hi, baby. He starts to smile. He knows um, you. Yes. He starts to laugh a little bit. Um, it's adorable. I'm like, oh, my God, you're growing up so fast. And it's yeah. incredible how fast they grow. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. You're like, when were you a preemie yes. again? <laughs> I bet you if you tell people, like, he was a preemie, you're like, a girl wear. Yeah. Because he's so, we saw pictures of him and his little chubby cheeks. He's, he's so, so cute. cute. <laughs> like, we went to a baby shower last weekend, and they're like, oh, my God, is this the preemie? And I'm like, yes, it is. And like, oh, my God, look at his cheeks. And I'm like, yep, yes, it is. Look at his cheeks. Yeah. And um, breastfeeding was OMG. Because he was a preemie, he didn't open his mouth wide enough. Mm-hmm. And so I, even when he was home, I still pumped because I was like, there's no way. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, how the hell do you not have teeth and it feels like you're biting me? Oh, yeah, latching cry. on. Yes, mm-hmm. latching on was horrible. And so I was like telling my boyfriend, I'm like, can you get my nipple shield? And he's like, you're what? <laughs> and I'm like, my nipple shield. And he's like what the heck is that I'm like it's the shield that covers the nipple like it's on the drying rack yeah and so he's like this thing and like start waving it and I'm like yes give it to me I really like saying like certain things but not like telling my husband what it was like my nipple cream or like certain things that mm-hmm. like I would use or like the what is like the nipple pads like so you mm-hmm. won't leak and he's like what i'm like it's the thing that looks like an eye patch and he's like oh okay <laughs> but i can't give him like specific words of like what i need yeah. because he's like i have no idea what the hell you're saying because <laughs> now that he latches on now that he breasts on one side like you leak on the other side and yeah. i'm like can you get my haka and he's like you're what <laughs> my haka like I've, he's seen me use it plenty of times they, just, they, they don't, don't know, know the, the terms no. <laughs> and i'm like the thing that i use to like collect the milk and he's like, oh, this one? Because it looks like a cup. And he's oh. like, this one? And I'm like, yes, it's called a haka. <laughs> I swear, if we were able to test our, our boyfriends or husbands on, like, baby things without, like, giving them, like, details of what it is, they would fail. Yeah. I mean, but I think they would still forget anyway. If you told them, oh they I mean... They'd probably yeah. forget. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, There's too many can... terms and too many things for them to remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have to give him, like, the lame terms of, like, yeah. it looks like X, Y, Z. Yeah. Because <laughs> other than that, he's like, what? I'm like, okay. I know. Don't give me the eye patch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I had to say. There's, like, specific things that you have to ask for, and mm-hmm. they're like, what? Yeah, because yeah. when I was breastfeeding, I, I always needed, like, my snacks or my water or, like, something just close by me, I would not move when I would breastfeed because that's just, like, yeah, me, you're, our time. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, we're you're bonding. Set up, you're, you're set up, and you're like, I can't get up now. Like, yeah. no. We're oh, I, rem- I remember specifically, like, 
before I would start breastfeeding, like I would like fill up my cup with water. I had like my snacks close by. I would have like a burping cloth. Like, so I wouldn't have to move from like the position that I was like my baby's breastfeeding. Like this is our bonding time. Like nobody bother me. So that was like my thing. Like I was like, you're getting ready for work. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm clocking in real quick. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> It's going to be about 15 minutes. Yeah. 15 minutes if he gets the other side, about 30. But, yeah. Latching was easy for him? Or was it hard at first? It was hard at first. Yeah. It was very hard. And so I felt like giving up a bunch of times because I was like, this is not going to work. Because I felt like I underproduced. Like, when I would pump, Mm -hmm. um, I felt like it was just not enough. And so when he finally was able to latch on, it it was just not right because Mm -hmm. it felt like he was, like, clawing at my like biting my nipple and mm. i was like how do you not have teeth and it feels like you're biting me i was mm-hmm. like i just don't want to do this anymore mm-hmm. oh and gosh, then yeah. one time my boyfriend was like he heard me crying because i was like i just i don't want to do this anymore and he's like well then don't and i'm like well breast milk is like the best thing yeah ever. <laughs> and so he's like he needs to eat like just give him a bottle and then a pump so we can use it for the next one and i'm mm-hmm. like i don't want to use formula yeah and he's like babe he needs to eat and i'm like Fine. Yeah. Yeah. That was the hardest thing ever yes. to be like, as long as he's fed, we have to be okay mm-hmm. with it. But mm-hmm. I'm proud of you that you, yes. you did all of you pumped, you you breastfed, and then you mm-hmm. did formula. Girl, as long as your baby's fed, I think that's, that's the that's the hard thing that we put mm-hmm. in ourselves. I feel like you've like overcame so many things during during this short period of time. I think so too. Like as a first time mom, yes. Yeah. And like yes. I'm proud of you for you reaching out for help, mm-hmm. you know, and doing what you needed to do for, for your baby and you yourself. Knowing yourself. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And that's the power of motherhood. That's the power that like it's already in you mm-hmm. to be like this awesome mom. You just have to believe in yourself mm-hmm. to be like, I am meant for this one way or another. Yeah. You know, and like you going through those those emotions and those feelings, which are normal, but no one talks about them yeah. because no one wants to be seen like as a failure. Like you yeah. failed. That's what my thing was because mm-hmm. I waited so long, but because I didn't want to seem like I was a failure at this. Yeah. yeah. Your but first my, time mom. Mm-hmm. You know, and then like, like you not not <coughs> wanting to breastfeed or you can't breastfeed because you're not producing enough. And it's like, that's another, another failure mm-hmm. in yeah. some mm-hmm. people's eyes, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, you're not. Like as long as he's fed, mm-hmm. that's all that matters, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. My mom was like, when he was in the NICU, she's like, in order for your baby to be okay, you need to be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you feed off your energy. So she's like, you have to like stop letting yourself get worked up. Mm-hmm. She's like, you need to just like... Think positive. She's like, he will be out of here. Like, don't think that he's never going to yeah, get out. Yeah, it's going to be forever. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. like, he will get out. She's like, you just have to think positive and give positive energy because she's like, he can sense that energy from you. Mm-hmm. So she's like, once you're okay, you'll be okay. <clears throat> yeah. And then, yeah, breastfeeding also, she was like, if you're going to breastfeed, just don't give up if you want to. She's like, yeah. if you do, she's like, then stop. But then I was like, I can't stop breastfeeding. Like, I'm not going to quit. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to quit her. Yeah. And, I mean, I think he's okay because, like, I don't <laughs> pump anymore. Because yeah. she's like, try to quit pumping and just try to see if he gets full just breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. And he started latching on. And he seems fine. He just falls yeah. asleep when he latches. So, it's like, I guess I'm making enough for you yeah. to be fulfilled. Oh, that was my thing. I, I, I automatically thought I had to, like, produce, like, four, six ounces every time I pumped. And I'm like, 
and I like started reading more into it and I started calling more like the nurses online for nursing and I'm like how much am I supposed to produce and they're like how old is your baby I'm like he's three months and they're like girl you should probably make like about two three ounces that baby won't eat any more than that yeah really really Mm -hmm. and they're like yeah just see if when he latches on like see when because normally when babies are hungry their fists are closed Mm -hmm. and as soon as they're full they will release their fist and they're like as soon as you see their fist be released they're full they might fall asleep but they're not feeding Mm -hmm. and they're like your breasts know when to stop because your baby has stopped like like suckling so then you'll stop and they're like it's just a constant thing that moms think you're supposed to produce this crazy amount of milk Mm -hmm. but your body knows how much your baby needs and what your baby needs and that's the crazy thing about it is as i started these our bodies are so cool (laughs) so cool as i started like pumping like my my milk would change color depending on like my baby so oh. like for instance um in the beginning it's more like of a yellowy mm-hmm. like colostrum mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. thicker because they need more of the nutrients and then as i started pumping like later on it started becoming more watery yeah. like milky substance it was a little bit uh, like more watery and so it would change also like the fattiness in your milk it's kind of crazy mm-hmm. because you can see it separates mm-hmm. if you like freeze it and I remember looking at it and I read into it and they're like, some of like breast milk is good for like, if you have pink eye, it's good for like, if they have like certain like dry skin, like I remember using that on his eczema and it like really? went away so easily. And it's, it's crazy, like the benefits to it. And I had never like got into knowing so much yeah. with my daughter, but when I did it with my son and I like read more into it, I'm like this is literally liquid gold like yeah. this is amazing stuff mm-hmm. and it's so crazy like your body your body's knows. producing yeah, yeah. yeah. you it comes out of your body and i'm just like why would i give you know and i know that guilt like why would i give my baby formula if my milk is the best mm-hmm. thing for my baby mm-hmm. and it's like we put this pressure on ourselves and then we don't realize that as long as your baby's happy and fed like that's all that really mm-hmm. matters ultimately because not everyone can breastfeed mm-hmm. i wasn't able to breastfeed enough with my daughter and it's like i failed yeah you know, like being able to feed my kid yeah so i see like there's a there's a lot of benefits to it but don't ever feel that pressure like for anybody yeah. no, to yeah no yeah. i don't yeah that's the good thing like mm-hmm. That's the thing is like you think you, you need to know everything right yeah. away. You need to be this perfect mom and like everything's already like our instincts are there, but we don't ultimately learn it all. Like yeah. you learn it as you go. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I fail every day, but somehow my kids are still alive. So <laughs> I'm doing something good, right? Yeah. Like I'll give myself that pat on the back, you know? Yeah. And that's amazing that you've had the support that you've had in you yourself sought help you know for yourself because like your mom said you know if if you're good your baby will be good yeah and how do you feel how do you feel now with seeing him good I'm like super (laughs) proud I'm like oh my god like look at you and then Mm -hmm. even when he was in the NICU like my when I was working my co-workers were like you know wanting pictures and updates and yeah he never needed a breathing tube did they did he and I'm like nope he was fine that's so amazing he is such a strong boy yeah he fought just as Mm -hmm. much as you did I'm sure and that's amazing and um right now with his milestones at four months and everything like um, you're a stay-at-home mom now, and how has that been? Good. My uh, my boyfriend has really been supportive on that because I was like, 
Um, at the very beginning, I was like, maybe I don't want to go back to work because I was like, you hear all these crazy stories about daycares and, you oh, know, gosh, yeah. nannies and stuff. And it was mm-hmm. like so scary. And then my mom was like, well, how does your boyfriend feel? And then I would talk to him and he's like, don't go back. And then oh, I was that's like, amazing. Well, I'm like, are you going to be able to do it with one income? income. And he's like, he's like, well, figure it out. He's like, yeah. I got this. He's like, I don't want you to worry about that. And I just want you to, if you want to take care of the baby, take care mm-hmm. of the baby. And then um, I'm like, are you sure? And then he was <laughs> like, it's fine. Like, if this is what you really want to do, stay mm-hmm. home. He's like, stay home. I got this. And I was like, okay. And so, so far, we've been four months, almost four months in. And yeah. We've been fine. You love it. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. He's been yeah. really supportive. Yeah. That's the amazing part of it. It's it's so different to see it from a... We will never understand each other's perspectives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like, I could never imagine what my husband has gone through, mm-hmm. like, during the time of, you know, my miscarriages and then my pregnancy and then having a baby afterwards. Like, I can't put into perspective like what he felt seeing yeah. me go through everything so having him just be supportive like it, it's hard i'm like tell me your feelings and it yeah. doesn't work that way no men I, mean, are, I don't know if it's because they're like hispanic guys they're or men like, what the heck because <laughs> probably both <laughs> Because, because they like, probably suppress their feelings in a different way. Maybe yeah. because they and, work a lot more. And, you know, or, they're, they're trying to know. be strong for mm-hmm. you. That's the thing. Because mm-hmm. I'm, like, there was one time I was getting so mad at him because I'm over here crying. And I'm like, do you not feel what I'm feeling? Like, yeah. you don't ever show any emotions. And then yeah. he's like, one of us has to be strong for the other mm-hmm. one. Yeah, that is and so true. And I broke true. down. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, you're right. I've always thought about how I'm feeling. I've never yeah. even asked you yeah. what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he was like, I do feel like crap because we can't bring him home. But he's like, I'm not going to sit there and what cry. What good would have done you yeah. if he's yeah. over there feeling he's like, like I'm complete. I'm not going to cry because yeah. what, what good is it going to be that both of us are crying? Mm-hmm. And then even when I was at the hospital the whole time, like, he never left my side. Like, I was just hanging out at the antepartum. He never left. Any time that I... He would try to go to work. Like, I started spotting at one point, and mm-hmm. he was like, well... He has just left, and he's like, well, I'm going right back to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, going right back then. And then um, he was going to go to work the day that I started contracting, and he's like, well, good thing I'm here. Yeah. He was always afraid he was going to miss something, so he mm-hmm. stayed the whole, like, week and some days that mm-hmm. I was there. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm it's like, hard to step back in that moment because you are so worried, and you don't want to think about anybody else's feelings mm-hmm. because it, it ultimately like you're carrying another life and like yeah. what else do I have to worry about like sorry I don't have time for you yeah. but just be there for me mm-hmm. and then sometimes we don't realize that they're going through their own mm-hmm. stuff like they're go they have their feelings they have their emotions that's yeah. their baby yeah. yeah you know so it's like I, I sometimes feel like I don't give enough credit to my husband and I do try to do it as much as I can because sometimes I feel like I don't ever want you to feel like underappreciated like what you're doing is not enough like I try to make sure that like I remind him like you're doing enough for our family like I'm a stay-at-home mom too and it's just like I can't even begin to imagine the pressure that he feels as a father and as a husband to like you know be able to provide for Mm -hmm. all of us and then some you know what I mean so like I think there's a lot of fathers out there that like 
they need to have like their credit where it's due yeah. given their credit where yeah. it's due so i know i try to do that as much as we can and it's it's hard either yeah. way as a father as a mother like i can't speak for my husband but <laughs> the moments that he's told me like it's hard like i can imagine mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. seriously like yeah. props to you guys it's just parents in general yeah. like you guys are doing amazing Thank things you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to add on before we head out? Like, no. I mean, anything that you want to tell other moms out there, like first-time moms, for like the, for the moms who feel like who have babies in the NICU and you feel like it's never gonna end, they will. They're strong. The babies are strong. They will get out of there, and you'll be a happy, happy family once you know they're mm-hmm. out. And to lean on each other for support, you and mm-hmm. your partner. If you don't have a partner, because sometimes you know some men or people walk out mm-hmm. rely on your family because that's who will have your back yeah. my mom and my sister were there the whole time and i'm so happy like my mom would come over and, and she's like if you need me to clean she's like i will clean your house mm-hmm. she's like don't worry about cooking i'll cook uh, my mm-hmm. sister was like are you okay you know yeah. don't be afraid to ask for help because yeah, it definitely is a lot for one person to handle. Yeah. Trust me, I know. Mm-hmm. And finding and a support group. I'm really yes. glad you did that. That you found mm-hmm. on yes. Facebook and stuff like that. That's amazing. And, and ultimately, I think that's what, as moms, we should do is extend that arm and that space that, hey, if you ever need someone to talk to, like, I'm here for you. you I know? feel like nowadays there's so many, like, opportunities on social media. Oh, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, blogs. Like, there's so many open opportunities to, to find some help. And even if you don't want to have, like, a therapist, these support groups of, mm-hmm. like, moms who are currently going in the NICU, through it. Yeah, or yeah. have been in the NICU, they know what you're feeling. Yeah. Um, so reach out to one mm-hmm. and talk to them. Reach out to me if you don't feel like mm-hmm. comfortable yeah. reaching out to a stranger. Yeah. Um, I've been there currently. I'm doing great now. But I did go through that little mm-hmm. postpartum depression mm-hmm. and it was horrible for a person to go through. And you do need some help. Yeah. yeah. Don't, do not be afraid to ask for help and do not think that you can handle it by yourself because yeah. you do need a little help sometimes. Yeah. I think we all do as moms. Mm-hmm. And hearing that from you, I'm sure, can resonate with one mom or a future mom. You know, mm-hmm. you just never know who this can touch in the future. But thank you so much for sharing thank your story. You so much. Of course. Thank I'm you so, so much. I'm so glad everything's okay. And yeah. Everything's he's good. So, he's so cute. cute. <laughs> we'll have to have play dates <laughs> yes. once he gets a little bigger yes. and stuff like that. So hopefully we have like a little mommy get together and stuff like that so we'll be for sure tag you and so if anybody wants to reach out to you and on anything um regarding postpartum or even a first-time mom you know just in general it doesn't have to be a preemie mom but just in general first-time moms it's hard Mm -hmm. and making friends is even harder as a mom so because like at first i was like well because it's been so cold i've been home confined i've just been like trying to stay at home you don't want to take them out it's ugly Mm -hmm. so having some moms to like talk to or yeah, I, like, reached out to a friend who I've known since I was, like, in elementary school. And so she had her baby preterm, like, I think, like, 30-something weeks. Mm-hmm. But she's helped me out through the whole time. Um, so, yeah, reaching out to, like, old friends, mm-hmm. moms, they've been really helpful. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. That's well, thank you that's once great. again for joining us. And we'll make sure to tag her so you guys can give her a follow. And if you just want to make new mom friends, like, she's there. So, yeah, yeah guys, thank, thank, you. thank you. Bye. Bye. Help us get more exposure. Make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcast and click on the fifth star. And subscribe to get notifications on all our newest episodes. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Modern Day Mujeres and now on Twitter at Modern Day Mujer. The link is in our bio. Check it out.